Okay, welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Today's guest, uh, fresh out of the Nall, North American Hockey League, now with Alvesta in Hockeyetan, Victor Wiedlund. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So I I kind of connected with you after an initiative that I had on looking at players, and we're doing a series here now of players that played in the Nall or uh, USHL that are Swedes either this season, last season, and uh, talking about their experiences and um, and and so on. So why don't we start? I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot right here, and 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 start with who is uh, Victor Wiedland? Give your give uh, yourself an introduction. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was born actually born in Stockholm, but my parents moved to Gothenburg pretty early, and I grew up uh, 20 minutes outside in a town called Lerum. Um. Yeah, my dad used to play hockey, so got into that pretty quick, and uh, loved it since day one. So, grew up there, played home in Lerum for until like you 15 yeah when i moved to Frölunda. westergötland yeah. hockey puck tv puck i mean no i i played for gothenburg actually gothenburg oh they have their separate own. yeah the same as stockholm okay yeah so yeah um it's been hockey for almost my entire life i played soccer or football as we call it as the correct name but <laughs> And then even handball when I was younger, but hockey was the the choice for me. So nice. 2002 birth year forward five. If we're looking at elite prospects, 5'11", 183, uh, not a bad size. Uh, in elite prospects, of course, later I'm up to U16, but then so you switched your first year U16? No, yeah. So you played, no, I switched you played as my, a. You, I, I switched my U15 year. Yep. So I played two years U16 for Fernanda and then two years U18 and then two years U20. So that year 2002, not a bad not a bad birth year for Fernanda. Even back then, Lucas Raymond, Lucas Edmonds, Elmer Söderblom to name a few. Who yeah. else who else is uh were on that year that maybe should have been mentioned. Those are just the ones on elite prospects that are their draft picks. I mean, those uh, it's only Lucas Raymond who is 2002. The other guys are 2001s. And we got Daniel Torgerson or Daniel Torgerson. I don't know if you know about him. He came the year after, plays in the AHL for Winnipeg right now. Uh, and I think it might be a couple of other guys playing not that i can come up with right now but probably these guys who like made it furthest yeah and yeah so so if we're looking at that u16 first year u16 in frölunda um uh, so let's look at your the 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 fall season here so you are <laughs> that's pretty amazing 23 games 18 points and you are number 11 <laughs> yeah that's pretty amazing so you had uh 
Isak Anderson, 19 games, 58 points. Yeah. Um, I mean, that guy can shoot the puck for, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, okay, Mura, he played Mura now in, in Vimmerby, but uh, uh, pretty impressive, impressive resume for sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, so you're you're right there with Raymond and uh okay, well maybe he, he had thirty-seven points, you had eighteen, but but still, you know, uh it's pretty fun to so so how many of those guys ended up going to so cause you ended up keep going into NIU in gymnasium with Trelona? Yeah. So how many of the guys that played U sixteen with Trelona ended up um staying in Ferlunda for for gymnasium. I think from that team maybe around ten to twelve maybe. I'm not sure. That's pretty strong but, though. Yeah, it was a lot of guys and I know that Ferlunda likes to take their like own products like from the Gothenburg area. So it's it's often that they pick up a lot of guys from the U sixteen team. Yeah. And um, so how was that? I mean, were you a, did you know right away that you were going to make it or were you, you know, with that I mean, height of a competition, that's got to be nervous about making that squad. That year, like I still had one year left in like school before going into the gymnasium. So I knew like I wouldn't make it that year because I still like that wasn't my year to go in. Yeah. So I was not like really nervous about it then. But the year after, you know, even though, you know, you played the team like one year before, like new guys come up and like show competition. And I but I felt like at that time I had I was pretty sure I was going to get in, even though through the years my confidence went a little bit lower but at the time I had pretty good confidence of getting in and it was like around Christmas the year after that year we were talking about that I knew that I was getting getting a spot in the hockey gymnasium how did how does that work um because actually I don't know um how do you find out is that a conversation one-to-one or you get a letter or how does it work no, it was a meeting. The coach for or like the guy who uh, makes the choices of who's getting in and stuff. Or I mean, it's a lot of guys. Like the the person who is uh, has the responsibility about it. Um, set a meeting with me and my parents, and after that, uh, or in that meeting, they they told me that they wanted me to to play for them for three more years. So. How was that? At the time, I mean, it was exciting. A pretty, pretty much more relief than exciting. You know, that's growing up around in the Gothenburg area. That's what almost every Perlunda fan wants to wants to do. So it was a great moment for me, but it was like kind of a relief. Like now. I can play and I can like I know I'm I'm getting better those three years if I want to myself. So yeah, yeah. So I mentioned this offline. You know, Frölunda. Is it an overstatement for me to say that Frölunda is 
one of the best junior teams in the in the world uh i would uh, agree with you i mean obviously they get a lot of players drafted every year so they got to do something to like even though it's very attractive to get go, get into the the gymnasium there it's still like they got to develop the players so they obviously doing something good because otherwise they wouldn't have that many players getting drafted and playing the NHL or SHL or Hockey Allsvenskan. Yeah, and and maybe it's a it's it's really a it's hard tough question to, to or or statement to 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 support because J20 national uh with USHL or the NTDP you're not it's not the same age group um they don't play each other you don't play the same system you don't play the same rank but i don't know if you took frelunda's j20 team and how would they stack up against a ushl team um with the same age group i don't know um no me neither it's hard it's hard to compare i mean it's a different style of hockey yep i think um since the americans are used to the smaller rink they would have a little bit easier with like the attacking hockey in on the big uh, ice but i think the the biggest difference is the defense like yep. getting over and stuff so it's hard to say it's different styles of hockey yeah and yeah so <clears throat> 3 years there um what's it like then the environment of course one of the best facilities out there best coaches um very 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 um consistent message all the way from juniors all the way up to to the elite club in the SHL a a path for juniors to move up uh but because it's the best it attracts the best players that's got to be a competitive environment yeah for sure i mean the competes on every practice is is really high and you learn from other guys and i mean through the years you always find like your buddies and and you want to compete like extra against everyone and you know it was a great time uh for me so But at the same time like if you're like you're still learning from the guys but you know you got to work harder uh because it shows in the lineup like if you don't play as much you you want to work harder as well and i think that's a good thing for for Fernando that the players got to work harder to to get keep their like position in the lineup so yeah um and and you know the 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 common swedish mentality is you know it's not necessarily nice to be cocky and and to take more but everybody should share and nobody should stick out and that kind of stuff how was that in Finland a little bit different i wouldn't i mean both i mean it's still like i kind of realized that when i got to the us and played that i got to be like thinking more about myself and not the other like guys around like i want to be better than anyone and they obviously 
are gonna be want to be better than me. So, but for sure, people are all like the best players are getting there. So people think that they are the best, and you know that makes the compete better in practice. Yeah. So so and but still like. Like you're not really in Sweden, as you said, you're not really allowed to be cocky, and like if you are, you kind of like looks like a bad person. And I, I, I'm gonna admit, I'm like at the age, I like, I was not really the cocky one, so I kind of didn't like the cocky players too. But like getting older, you realize why people are there. Yeah, are cocky. Like you gotta be there that to, to get, to reach your dreams. Yeah, and it's a little bit of there's a difference between cocky and 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 confidence, and sometimes yeah. the difference isn't that far away. No, no, I mean you gotta have a little bit of both. Like you gotta be cocky enough to be confident in yourself. You're like if you're cocky, uh, that no one likes you. You're never gonna fit into a team. So you gotta find like the the balance in that, and still stay humble and like work hard and treat your teammates good well outside the ice and like yeah yeah so how do here's an interesting now in terms of it, kind of a natural just the way it works in in a big organization like that and with the amount of competition there's only so many spots on the shl team and i i can i can read the tea leaves a little bit here but you got loaned out to so during your last year in Frölunda, you also got to play 16 games in Hokietan. Yeah. With Hanhals, who's a you know, in Göteborg, Gothenburg. And um how was that? Because you didn't get to play in the SHL. Yeah, I mean you kind of get pretty early if you're like a name to play in the SHL, like you get like how the how the talk goes like if you're good enough you're gonna play a lot in the u20s and i like i played but i didn't play as much as the guys who who were up practicing with the with the pro team so i kind of realized i have to do something else to keep my my um, development going and i knew that players before got loaned out and they they asked me before the season uh, when I signed my contract for the last year in U20 they asked me if I wanted to get a loan and I didn't hesitate one second and said yes right away because I knew that would be good experience I always like growing up I was like doing a lot of points but when I got to the competitive um, like air, what do you say my English is a little bit rusty but <laughs> when you get to the to a group of guys where everyone is like the best in the country it's hard for you to like stay that player so i kind of yeah. switched to a more hard-working guy doing doing 100 all the time and like playing penalty kill and stuff like that didn't really play much power play so i knew that like i gotta do i something to like keep my my career going and, and my dad always told me that I'm more of a like senior hockey player than a junior. Like I don't really do the flashy stuff because I was never really confident in myself to do it. So, you know, that was a good way for me to, 
to stay positive and it was actually one of the best things that that happened to me to get it like see how how it works how how like the senior hockey works absolutely so when did when did you start thinking about testing it out here in the north american you know system i mean i knew about it pretty early like maybe my second year in u18 but wasn't really sure but i kind of I kept it kept it going and like had my options open and then I got the chance after my U20 and I, I looked at it as a great experience even though I didn't know what what was going to happen so how did how did that walk walk me through kind of how that came about what did did because you know what people need to understand is that North American Hockey League teams themselves and player developments, general managers aren't scouting directly and watching games, even at the J20 National in Sweden. They just got too many players to to worry about. But yeah. who? So how? Who? Who kind of uh, got you to? Did you initiate that, or was it a scout or a a advisor that said, "Hey, you may want to try this out." I mean, it was an advisor that helped me to get in contact with, with the coach for the Windigo that I played for, and then I kind of kept the, the, the talk between with both of them and got drafted uh, by them, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, what do you say? I'm sorry. Um, I did the stuff that I needed to do to get over, like with the visa and stuff. And yeah, the ESTA and and it yeah, was probably it was probably a little bit. I mean, so that was during. Was that right after COVID or was that in COVID? That was year after. No, it COVID. was it was after COVID, so it was a little bit easier, but still had to go to Poland for for four or five days and like get it there. So it was a lot of traveling, but it was totally worth it. Yeah. So, uh, so you got invited to, um, so you got drafted and then they want you to come to main camp. Did you yeah. know, did you know anything about North American hockey league main camp and how that works? I had no idea, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I got, old, but I didn't really have any expectations as well because I didn't want to put like the expectations too high. So I came, came over there with like the mindset of, I'm going to have a fun year and whatever the hockey takes me because I wasn't really happy with, with myself and the hockey the last year back home. So I saw it as a new experience and I kind of wanted a fresh start. So, and I, I kept the motto that like, whatever happens, Gothenburg is still there. So, and that kind of kept me going in the beginning because it was tough. You know, you get there and it's a lot of games in a, in a short amount of time. So, how, how many teams did they so walk because we had this conversation with some others and I think it's cool to kind of compare uh, experiences did they gather everybody out up in a gym or in the rink and 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 divide it up in teams no they they kind of had the teams set before but how many teams uh, was there in in the beginning eight maybe I'm not sure to be honest okay. I think it was six or eight Okay, that's not that that's not that many. I've heard as many as as twenty teams at some main camps. Oh, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of players. Yeah, 
I know when we were talking to uh, Malta Hasegan, he said first year when he went to Lone Star, they had 10 teams there. Yeah. So eight teams. Okay, so you had eight teams. You go in the locker room. You get your jersey. You go in the locker room and a little different feeling maybe? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm Swedish and everyone else is Canadian or or American. It was not a lot of Canadians, but like some players were and and coming there and like, you know, everyone looking at you because you're like not from the same country as they are and like people wanted to ask you and stuff and it was fun, but I was like so nervous in the beginning and I didn't like know anything about it. Had to ask like people about everything. So it was tough, but it was still like kind of a cool experience getting there and like no one know about you more than like maybe checking your stats. Yeah. So so it was cool and it kind of felt nice that like I don't have any expectations on me because no one have ever seen me play hockey before. Yeah. And then <clears throat> but you were drafted and everybody probably knew that you were drafted because during those main camps you got you got draft picks, you got tenders, or you got tenders, draft picks, returners, and then you've got free agents that are coming. And yeah, everybody's trying to make a spot for the training camp roster. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? Did they did they how many did did you play four games and they got cut down into uh to an all-star game? I think we played three games, maybe four, and then it got cut down once. Or maybe we played two games, then a cut. Then we played one or two games and then I cut for an all-star game. I don't honestly remember everything, but it was something like that. It was two cuts. Yeah. What was the what was your uh experience with the physicality? I mean, I've always been a physical player and I'm I mean, protecting the puck is kind of my main strength. So I felt pretty confident in that part, but like it went so fast. <laughs> And, like, the hockey, like, everything on net. And, like, I was cool. It was a cool experience. And I for sure got a cold shower or even used that. I don't know. We It's a Swedish. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Swedish translation yeah. to a, yeah. rude, a rude awakening, perhaps. But Yeah, a rude awakening. And I was like, well, this this seems fun. You know, I enjoyed the, the hockey from the beginning. And I felt like this maybe could fit me better than than playing before so it was cool now wisconsin not necessarily the hockey mecca of 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 north america no but i mean the culture was great through through the years it was cool it was old i think the wisconsin hockey hall of fame is in in the rink or it was and it was a cool old rink and i mean kind of took me back to where it all started and it was cool. It was a great atmosphere in there. It was loud and the ice was kind of shitty, but it was still good. You know, you <laughs> learn to play on shitty ice too. What what city uh, is, is is Windigo or Wisconsin Windigo in? It's in Eagle River, Wisconsin. It's like up north, close to uh, I think closest like biggest town is Wausau, maybe. Wausau. Yeah. But you're, you're really close to Minnesota, hours. right? Yeah, only four hours to yeah. Minneapolis, St. Paul. So is that where you flew into? Yeah. So most the team got bought, got new owners. So 
the team used to be in Minnesota called Minnesota Magicians. So most of the guys were from Minnesota. So we had our main camp down in Minnesota. Um, and then I like got to know a couple of guys uh, from the team before the year before and they kind of helped us with driving and stuff so we flew in there and I had almost yeah I had all my trips from Sweden back and stuff like that through Minneapolis and Paul well I'm looking it up so I full transparency never been to Wisconsin I've been in the U.S. for 30 years that is nothing out there uh no it's a small town but it got its charm too I promise yeah so, um, all right, awesome. So you made the, so you got the invite to to the training camp, right? Yeah. So, and 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 like you're saying, you didn't have any expectations. Now you got the invite, and then did you go home after main camp, or did you stay? No, up? I stayed. We we had our main camp up in Holden, um, Michigan. Yeah. Where Michigan Tech plays, and we had it in their facilities. So I went up and one of our owners were from lived there. So I stayed with him for a month almost because it would have been too much going back home and yep. pretty expensive too. So it was nice getting in to learn the language for real and, you know, getting into the hockey on smaller rinks. We skated a couple of times. So it was, it was good for me to not go home and stay there instead. Yeah. And you had another Swede with you, right? Yeah, Albin. Um, we grew up playing together and we played all years. We moved to Prolunda at the same time and moved to Wisconsin at the same time too. So, yeah, we played, I think it was like 11 or 12 years together. No, it must have been more. That's amazing. All our hockey careers. So, yeah, it was cool. It was nice to have someone with me that, like, you, you knew you were never alone. Like even though you wouldn't fit in into the team, which I did, but if I wouldn't, I I had him. So, and he had me. So it was it was nice. That's awesome. So you basically, so you had the ability to. So did he stay out there as well with the with the owner? Yeah, yeah, he did. What an awesome experience. Yeah, it was cool. So, all right, let's talk about Wisconsin Windigo and and the play in the Nall. So you you were out there and and you have the you have the ability to 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 now play with with this squad. Um, I see there's another one too. Uh, no, so the 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 two of you were on there, but uh, if we fast forward, you led the team in points. Yeah, I had a great season, and I mean, I don't think anyone expected me to go that well because I didn't produce a lot of points before, but I, I was confident in myself and I had a good, like rough start, but I got into it pretty quick and I, I got the chance to play power play and penalty kill and all that stuff. And I felt confident. And I think the coach Blake had confidence in me too. So it went out well. And I yeah. feel like it was the best season of my career so far for sure. And Albin uh, ended up, talk about that, he ended up with an injury and ended up going home. Yeah. How was that? Like that was, it was tough. But at the same time, I got into the team pretty quick. We both did. So it was easier 
to to get over it since I got into the team that good. But it was it was tough in the beginning, you know, see him leaving. Like we we spent almost every day together at the time. So in in Wisconsin. So and I knew like he he lo- loved to live there too. So it was tough, but I think he did good, like going home too. He felt like it was a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what was your billet situation? So did you stay with the owner the whole time or did you have a billet family once the season started? Yeah. So once this, like we were done with training camp, we moved down to, to Eagle river, Wisconsin, and then we got our billets down, down there. And how was that? Was that a good situation? Not everybody has a good one. It was more than I've ever expected. Wow. It was what, great. Tell me more. No, great family. I mean, they cook food. We were four guys staying there in the same room. That wasn't very big, but I mean, it kind of got us together, like closer to each other. And I mean, the builders were great. Not, so nice people. And, like they helped us whenever we needed help and they cooked food and and all that. And it was, I was perfect. Yeah. Did they have a younger, y- younger kids that kind of looked up to you guys as well or they didn't have any hockey players younger they had one son that played out in austria somewhere uh but i think no maybe germany austria or germany okay so they've probably been billet families for a while no they hadn't but they kind of knew about how how to act like a good billet family since their son played in some leagues before okay Awesome. So they never, they were never building themselves before, but their son had lived in a couple of billet families. Yeah. All right. Switching gears a little bit, because I think, you know, you're talking about going from juniors in Sweden, going to play in the North American Hockey League. And, and then, you know, was the goal to play collegiate or, or in college or, or was it to go back to Sweden? Was this going to no. be a year of fun or was it like this is the portal to go to college? I mean, both. I kind of went there and yeah, I do my best and I see where it goes. But I mean, as as the season went, I mean, the my eyes on going to college grew even more, even though I, I thought it was a fun thing to do and a cool thing to do when I got over there and it was for sure like the reason kind of one of the main reasons why I got over, but it grew on me uh, once the season was going and that was kind of my goal. But I, at the same time looked at it as like, it happens if it's supposed to happen. Uh, and if it don't happen, I I've done, I'm, I'm going to make sure I've done everything I can to make it happen. So, yeah. Um, so how was that in terms of when? So you did, did you go to the um, um, the showcase in Blaine? In, yeah, in, we in did. September. Yeah, we did. How how was it to go to a rink that or what, did you go to the one that had the eight rinks? Yeah, the the super rink. It was super cool. It was really cool. I mean, never seen. We don't really have that in in Sweden. That's like kind of enough rinks that we have in the Gothenburg area almost so it was cool but the ice was kind of shitty at the 
late in the week because a lot of games and it was hot, a lot of people. So, but it was a cool rink for sure. Yeah. And, and lots and lots of scouts in, in, in the stands watching that. Did they, um, did they approach you or you said you had a little rough start uh, in the beginning? Um, I mean, I did, I talked to a couple of division three scouts, uh, but, it was only like a quick, they wanted to like introduce themselves. And I know a lot of like scouts went down there uh, talking. So it was a little bit uh, of that for sure. Yeah. So, and fast forwarding then, you know, you're, you're having a great year. Are you expecting, uh, you're leading the team in, in, in points. Are you expecting the offers to be, coming in or what's the chatter like that in the locker room i'm sure that that you know that's what everybody's there for is to to, to get a d1 scholarship i mean the dream was always there and I, like my hopes were still up like waiting for to talk to someone but i talked to a couple of division three schools uh didn't talk to any d1 schools and at the end, my my decision came down to go back home. But I mean, the my my hopes are still there to to stay and play. But I didn't really. I tried to not think of it too much because I didn't want anything to affect my game. And I think I did pretty well, like keeping it out, thinking of it after games instead of in games, which I'm surprised by myself because, like when I was younger, I had a lot of thoughts during games and during practice, and like focused too much on stuff that i didn't couldn't like uh, affect sounds like a cliche but it was actually true like i improved my game a lot just like keeping stuff like that out yeah of well, my mind i can only tell from a, the stats here of you know there's like 30 32 teams in the null um I wonder how many Swedes won their team in scoring uh, or in points. Probably I haven't looked at it, but uh, you may be the only one. So I would say for it takes a while for people to get into to the uh, to the North American game. So to go in right away and and contribute like you did, um, that's pretty impressive. So all right, let's let's move forward to then decision to then go home and uh now you have the okay you're not playing juniors anymore so now you're going to be you aged out so now you're you know so are you looking at oh i want to play on an shl team or did you know right away that it's probably not going to be that's that's not going to happen right away yeah I, I knew right away i wasn't good enough for for like the shl or hockey Svenskan. so Kind of looked into Division One at the start and uh, ended up here in Alvesta, and I'm pretty happy with that decision. Yeah. So since I didn't know, where is Alvesta in Sweden? It's in Småland, down like south, two two and a half hours from Gothenburg. Yeah. Where I where I live, like where I used to live, <laughs> and it's 20 minutes outside Växjö, who is pretty successful SHL team so and Hockeyettan fun league the towns like um 
you know, that has Hockeyettan teams, it's very competitive and it's, how does it compare to, so how, so, so let me go and, and do this. How does it compare to go from J20 national to the North American hockey league? First of all, level wise. I think that question is hard. You know, the skill level in Sweden is really high, you know, it's the best Swedish players playing there. So the skill level is, is really high in Sweden. And in the null is more like playing like a hockey player more than playing as a, as a like kid. Yeah. Like you're allowed, you're, you're, you get away with like the, the dangles and stuff like that easier home in Sweden. And like, if you're trying to dangle in the, in the null, you gotta be really, really skilled because someone's going to try to hit you. Yeah. And, and I feel like the physical game is is like higher in uh, or it's more hits and stuff like that in in the US but I think the skill level is a little bit higher home in Sweden so then especially like the top players so making the transition then from North American Hockey League to then over into Hockeyettan or the third division with men I mean it's a fairly young my dog is going to be barking here soon uh, it's a fairly young league but there's also you know if i'm pulling up the roster here there's there's a lot of older players in the and experienced players as well in hoqueta yeah i think it's a great like league i mean i haven't played a lot i only played 16 games before and i was kind of like a junior getting there like only played games didn't practice a lot so but I mean, I think it could be a good experience, like learn from the players who played like senior hockey, like men's hockey before and not like juniors. I mean, it's a different style of play, especially back home in Sweden. It's more like tactically or do you say like more tactics in the yeah. games? Like yeah. and then less like just go out and play. Um, yeah. But I mean, I haven't, I haven't played a full season yet, so I guess... I got the get the answer or maybe not but maybe I have the answer of that like after the season it's hard to tell right now about the difference yeah so Alvesta are they let's see so they are new in the uh they're one of the newcomers in in Hoketan. yeah they are they went up from division two last year to yeah Hoketan. Uh, so that's exciting. I mean, you know, new n- new league, new n- n- new stuff. Plus, I do see that you have a goalie from Lexand, so that must be good. Yeah, six five goalie. That's not bad. Yeah. The other one yeah, is six bo- six. Yeah, both the goalies are so tall. It's <laughs> crazy. Oh, that's great. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Fun conversation about you know. I just think that it's a doing a year like you have allows you to grow, allows you to, to, um, to experience things that you wouldn't have if you stayed. Yeah, Uh, for sure. And hopefully it makes you a stronger, better person and definitely a, a a better hockey player. Let's so two, two things I want to round out with number one. Um, if you were to, uh, meet up with your let's see you're 20 now right 21 yeah 21 you meet up with uh yourself at 17 um and 
you have a lot more experience now, but what would you tell yourself that you didn't know then that you know now if you had the opportunity? Uh, I mean, just like stay confident in myself and like try to have fun more than like see it as a work at the time because like when you practice that much, you like kind of see it as a work, but trying to just like have fun because everything else is going to come with it. I think like keep working hard and, and work on the parts that like I needed to, to develop and keep working on the parts, like listen to the coaches and like, but still like do my own thing and like trying to, yeah, for sure. having fun. I didn't really have fun a lot of time during those years because I put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. Kind of just like try to let it go and, and see where it goes. And yeah, for sure go over and play that last year was was a great thing so wouldn't say anything more than positive about doing that awesome all right last thing we have a partnership with target aid um which so we're we we have a campaign here where we're going to highlight each guest's um choice of teams under the heading clubben imitjata the the team in my heart i got a feeling which one yours is going to be? Which one is it? It's uh, Lerum's Beko. Okay. I didn't know if it's going to be Lerum or Frölunda, but Lerum. No. Yeah. I mean, that's where I grew up and that's where I get back, like, as soon as I have time. And, like, my best friends, most of them, like, grew up playing there. And, like, that's where we all have our hearts. And I still have, like, the Lerum jersey on my wall. Like, that's the only jersey I have, actually. So, it means a lot to me and always like that's been my motivation through all these years. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and what, so what we do, uh, we have a, a, we have a presence on target aid. We're launching actually on, on Monday, I think. And each guest, we're going to give a highlight uh, to put, um, you know, eat. So this is Victor Viedland episode 69 or whatever it's going to be i don't know yet yeah. um, when we release it and then uh and then we will help promote um not sure if Lerum is part of target aid already they may have an initiative that we can help promote uh with some content and and share that through our presence and our channel and hopefully people can go and say hey what's Lerum's all about and what makes Lerum special you got a ambassador for Lerum that we're talking about that has done yeah. some pretty amazing things. And uh I mean it's hard it's hard to compete with Lou Erickson, Victor Stolberg, John Klingberg and those guys. But I mean it's they always something they didn't win the null in the in the in the scoring title though. So well, you know Victor Stolberg has a Stanley Cup, so yeah. I think that's a little bit higher. <laughs> it is a little bit higher, but you know, hey it's great. I mean, uh, it's all about adding profiles and adding players that can, that, that has passion for uh, not every, not every player. I want to say this too. Not every player uh, will do what you're saying. This is my team. They have another team that they grew up with, but this is the team that you grew up with. And, and that is on your wall. Like I'm passionate about Lexand 
you're passionate about Liram and um, awesome. And we'll do our part to, um, to promote it. Thanks for coming on, uh, sharing your stories. Uh, been cool. And uh, hopefully we have a few people that says, Ooh, uh, that was pretty good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a great time.